Hello. Hello, friends. friends. And welcome to Um Like Anime. <laughs> this is our a demon episode. Uh, there's a lolly demon, as you might have heard. I peed in the bathtub. <laughs> but why? Because I wanted to. <laughs> to make the show interesting. I failed. Um, so if you like demons peeing in the bathtub, you've come to the right place. <laughs> Because that's what we do in podcast form as a metaphor. <laughs> we pee in your bathtub and we are back. <laughs> demonically. Demonically. We pee in your bathtub demonically. Yes. Yeah. And we're lolies. Yeah. Really cute demons. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's cute that we peed in your bathtub, but you're still confused. And uh, my name's George and uh, with me is Tony. 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 But yeah, we're, we are joined. Uh, this is our third episode of the week. This is a spotlight episode. Despite what George says, we are not joined. We are completely separated. And moving forward for this season, these episodes will you know, either feature a show from this current season that we're enjoying, or it'll be like over a season or a whole series that we want to talk about. Uh, check back next week. We're going to do Fruits Basket, mm. uh, the first 25 episodes of the, the, the new 2019 Fruits Basket. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're diving into that, and we'll be covering that uh, throughout the season. Is that when it came out? No, 2018, wasn't it? That was 2019. Yeah. But maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Seems like 2019 was not long enough ago, but I guess it's possible. I'll stake my life on it. All right. Let me <laughs> get a knife while you look it up. <laughs> um, yeah, but this, uh, this episode, uh, we're going to highlight a couple shows that we want to uh, dig in a little deeper. And uh, they're the boy shows, uh, Peach Boy Riverside and boy, Sunny Boy. Boy, boy episode. <laughs> the boy episode. Um, sorry, feminists. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't intentional. We both picked a show we wanted to dig a little deeper into. And uh, I picked Sunny Boy. But Tony picked uh, the show we're going to talk about first, which is Peach Boy Riverside. Yeah, Peach Boy. And it, like most of, the, most of the cast is girls, so... That's true. Yeah. There's like a legendary Peach Boy, right? But he, Yeah, Mo- Momotaro. But he hasn't. I only saw the first episode. But uh, Yeah, are you familiar with the legend of Momotaro? Uh, I it mean, was, sort of recap it in the show, I guess, right? It was briefly discussed at the end yeah. of the first episode, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, thus far, it there's not a lot of connection to that. But, yeah, the story is like there's this... I think he's a hunter maybe and his wife, they live out in a cabin in the woods and they wish for a child, but they can't have one or something. And one day the hunter goes out hunting and he sees this peach floating down the river and he picks it up out of the river and it opens and there's like a a baby boy inside Mm. and they raise this boy as their own. And then he becomes a a demon slayer, basically a, a Oni slayer. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's basically the gist of it, uh, and they they hint at things related to that in this. But there's not just Momotaro. There's these other Peach Boys, if you will, um, including a girl who is, I guess, only half because she's only got the one eye. Mm. Anyway, um, might be going too far into stuff before we get into the stuff. 
so yeah, so episode one, we, we talked about before and it was really like just sort of set up. Uh, we've got our main girl, Sally, and she meets Frau, the, uh, the rabbit girl. Mm, and then Frau. they go to a, a town where people are racist against monster girls. And then, uh, Frau saves the town and then they're still racist against monster girls. And, uh, then they go to a different town where people are also racist against monster girls. And, uh, then Frau and Sally save the town from some Oni that attack. And then in episode two, we get to see more of the battle um, that happened, um, which I guess you didn't see. Between they, like the walrus guy and the Walrus lolly. guy and Frau and Sally. Okay. Uh, the lolly is still outside of town at that point. Okay. But we get a little bit more information about her, I guess. Um, she's only a lolly when she has used all of her power. It takes her a while to recharge. Mm. So um, eventually she recharges and she's like a eh, probably 20 something uh, mm. year old girl. Um, but then she, you know, uses all of her power trying to fight someone else um, and turns back into a lolly and then stuff happens. I don't know. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> But basically, the reason I wanted to talk about this show is because they decided to do this show in a different order than the manga, which a lot of people, I guess, were like, eh, why are they doing that? Um, a lot of people seemed opposed to that idea for some reason. And uh, I, I guess after having watched um, the first four episodes, I sort of understand mm. why they're doing it. Um, but I don't think it was the right choice either. Um, so the fourth episode of the show is what would be the first episode um, if you were doing it in the order of the manga and okay. in chronological order, in fact, um, where we get sort of introduced to Sally um, and uh, another main character who we only briefly see in the, the first two episodes. We see a little bit more in the third episode, but the third episode seems to be a time jump. Um the, the the timing, the pacing and stuff is sort of a mess in this. But the first two episodes, like, I liked Sally and Frau, and they seemed like the main characters and, like, who this story was about. And I think that's in the intent uh, yeah. was to present it that way, uh, regardless of whether that might actually be true or not. Because <laughs> there is another person who seems to be a main character whose name I don't have written down, but is another of the, the Peach Boy uh, clan. Um, anyway, in episode three, like I say, it's like a big time jump, uh, and then they like try doing more story setup, but it's not like super compelling. And then in episode four, they jump back in time to prior to the events of episode one that we saw. And basically, like I say, introduce us to Sally and this other character who we have already seen uh, in a little bit in episode two and also in episode three. And I think like the, the story of what has ended up being episode four um, would have been more compelling as a first episode, at least for this other characters mm. sort of arc, because we're introduced to this character for, for the first time. And then we see him do like, terrible things basically um and also he's a him not a she even though he's got like long hair which sally mistakes him for a girl but because we've already seen the first three episodes we know that he's a, a boy um so that 
surprise is already lost on us. Oh, wow. Uh, the fact that he's this sort of maniacal Oni killer um, who just enjoys killing uh, Oni, uh, what you, ogres, whatever yeah. they call them. Um, that's also lost on us because we saw that in episode three and also episode two, in fact. So, like, all of this setup stuff that this episode is doing as a first episode um, – would have made sense but as a fourth episode like there's no surprises here there's nothing yeah yeah kind of deflated itself before it but the reason i think from what i read the reason that they are doing the uh they did the second episode as the first basically was because they wanted sally and Frau basically to be the main characters and they're likable characters. And I, I get it. I liked them in the first two episodes. The third episode goes off the rails a little bit. And then the fourth episode, we meet Sally and, and see the first time that she, she sees Frau. But that first episode, uh, which is the fourth episode, this is getting confusing, isn't it? It is. Um, she's she's only probably like maybe 30 percent of that episode mm. it's mainly focused on this other uh peach boy okay uh who's i should have wrote his name down i don't remember it though is he the original peach boy no oh wow i mean not as far as i know his his name is not momotaro so oh, okay um so it wouldn't be that one and so you're having trouble it sounds like you're having trouble at this point knowing who really is the main character and who you're going to be following yeah i mean it seems like they set it up so that Sally was the main character and Frau, you know, being sort of secondary to that, following Sally around. But now this other main character who, again, we saw in episode three playing a more major part, um, was apparently also a major part in what would have been the first episode, but they chose not to air that. Anyway, it doesn't really make sense to put it out of chronological order like that. Hmm. Um, but it it sort of makes sense from the point of trying to get us to like Sally and and see her as the main character. Um, so I don't know. It's it's sort of a sort of a toss up, I guess. I don't know. It's I'm on the verge of not wanting to watch anymore because it is just sort of a jumbled mess at this point. Yeah. Um, but I also want to see if it starts to become more cohesive from here on like if they keep just jumping around out of time mm, um for no good reason <laughs> yeah for no good reason without a good reason um then i don't know I, it's it, probably not worth watching but if the fifth episode picks up with the sally frau thing that it already established then you're probably well i good assume that the fifth episode is going to pick up from where we left off in the third episode because the third episode is completely out of time with all the rest of them oh really because uh so our first episode and our second episode are sally and frau and the battling of the onis in the city and then the the girl sort of joins them and then there's a big time skip before the third episode um and then the fourth episode is a jump back it would have made more sense if the fourth episode were the third episode i mm. think for the the flashback because then we wouldn't have gotten to know this other character quite as much as we do yeah and we could have still been somewhat surprised um by his delight in massacring uh oni um but i don't know yeah it's just i i can't say i'm recommending this show it's it's 
it's still a five out of 10. It's been a five mm -hmm. out of 10 since the beginning. It's like, it's, it's fine. I like Sally and I like Frau and, uh, if it's not really going to be like a story following them, then yeah, I'm probably out. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, I, I dropped it after the first, but I, Frau was the only thing I really liked about it. Um, so I, that would suck if, you know, she's not even really part of it after that, but yeah. And she, I mean, in the third episode, she's almost nothing like she, Very there's minimal. not much of her. And of course the fourth episode, which is the first before we meet Frau, she's not in it at all. She's in it at the very end when Sally sees her and that's okay. it. Um, and the third episode seems to be setting up like a battle arc of some sort. Mm. Um, so I'm guessing that's where the fifth episode picks up, which is not super enticing for me, but, uh, yeah. Battle arc. That's like a trigger warning for you. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. Not, not what I'm looking for in anime. Um, yeah. I mean, I like a battle arc if it's like set up and, you know, there's stakes and, you know, there's a purpose to it, but a lot of times it, and shonen kind of stuff, it just evolves into like, well, this is the most interesting thing we can come up with. And <laughs> I like I like a battle if it's well set up, but it yeah. doesn't need to be an arc. Yeah, well, it depends like, on what they're fighting for. But yeah, it's like yeah, I agree. It I don't think it depends on what they're fighting for. I disagree with that statement. <laughs> um, I I don't see any reason that a battle should take more than one episode. Mm. You know, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, so there's I guess it's sort of tournament arc maybe, which those yeah. ones I guess I can give it you know some more episodes on it on yeah. there, but. I don't know. But that's yeah. also like a tire. The tournament arc, tournament arc is sort of a tired trope or story element in anime where it's like, if you're going to go that route, you better make it interesting or right. make me care about why they're, you know, why these characters are uh, invested. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I guess that's what I mostly wanted to say about Peach Boy was uh, the presenting it out of order. I sort of see why they did it, but I don't think they should have. Which okay. is sort of what I said right at the beginning of this before talking about it for yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm curious. I uh, look forward to hearing uh, what happens with that. Um, you kind of criticized me for uh, bailing on this show early, but uh, from what it sounds like... because you didn't even watch the second episode. <laughs> yeah, I kind of see. I saw all I needed to see. Um, but you could have seen more. Cheaply animated... Um, and I didn't care. I didn't really care about Sally. Not that I disliked her, but then yeah. uh, you told me off camera that or off camera, off mic that they uh, haven't revisited this whole like tentacle rape backstory thing. Yeah, um, haven't. And, yeah. and maybe I'm unjustified, but that whole thing turned me way off to it because it wasn't like a just one-off gag. It was like seemingly part of the canon you know like so, something important like they paid special note to it and i mean I, was... I think it'd be worse if it was just a one-off gag like <laughs> oh she sees an octopus and she <laughs> imagines tentacle rape what and that's it we never hear anything you... about it again <laughs> no they're gonna have they have to come back to that and that's justify it right that's what i'm saying they didn't play it for laughs they played it as like a serious traumatic oh yeah. you know yeah. reaction um so yeah, they have to address it. Otherwise it's just like a red herring. Right. But like if they had played it for right. laughs, I'm not saying it makes it any better, but at least you can more easily sweep that under the rug, you know, mm. to give it another episode. But like, as once I saw that, I was just like, and, and the whole battle, I just, that happened in the episode. I just didn't care. Like it just seemed, 
which I have similar complaints as you did with uh, Ida 10, which I'm still watching, but so fair enough. But, uh, but that whole battle in Pe- the first episode of Peach Boy just seems so like edgy and like just trying to be like bloody for, you know, the sake of it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I see what you mean there. I just didn't care. Like when I saw the trailer, I saw that walrus guy and he seemed kind of cool. And then he just turned out to be like a one note, uninteresting villain um, that is wrapped up pretty quickly. So it's like, okay. Yeah. But his companion is an ongoing part of the okay. show. She's, she's continuing on. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when you watch a bunch of shows that just came out and you, you don't have enough time to watch, continue watching all of them. So you got to draw that threshold somewhere. So mm. that fell below for me. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I would be very surprised if I uh, watch more than one more episode of this, but, Mm. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, who knows? If they get back to the Frau stuff, I could, I could totally see that because I did like her. Um, all right. Well, that uh, wraps up Peach by Riverside uh, for this episode, and uh, we'll move on to our second spotlight, which is a uh, Sunny Boy, the other boy, Sunny Peach. No, Sunny, wait. Sunny Peach Boy. Uh, I'm, dr- I'm drinking a peach mango um, drink, and uh, I kept thinking of Peach Boy. <laughs> But then we got the Sunny Boy. It's all tied together. There's, there's so many layers. I'm drinking a Rolling Rock, which has nothing to do with anything. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Nothing's coming. But uh, you saw the first episode of Sunny Boy and not seen the second one. Is that correct? Correct. So I'm caught up. I've seen both. And so we, we, can, we can dig into the, this first episode, and then I'll, I'll um, just kind of give my... General general thoughts about the second one is to not mm. uh, not spoil things, um, but uh, certainly we cannot talk about Sunny Boy without talking about uh, the uh, classic uh, required reading uh, high school novel that is The Lord of the Flies. Uh, yeah, and we can we can talk about it without talking about that. I don't think so. I think I think it, right. I think it uh, has to be mentioned. But then there's also the first thing that came to my mind is uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a classic horror manga that came out in the 70s called the drifting classroom and uh i've read uh the first never heard of that uh kazuo umezu uh um this guy who um drew and created that and i was i was doing a little research but like lord of the flies came out in the 50s drifting classroom came out in the 70s and it's like definitely inspired but the reason and and then this sunny boy is definitely uh, related to both of them, I think, because mm. in the drifting classroom, it's more, uh, it's a younger, like Lord of the Flies, it's younger, like um, grade school, like elementary school kids, and their entire classroom is transported to this sort of bizarre jungle world, and mm. uh, and it's just the grounds of the classroom, and it's only the kids that were transported, mm. and so very much like Lord of the Flies, uh, it goes into very dark territory and mm. deals with a lot of these like these themes of, of um, power struggles and different personality types and who takes control and, and who, who fights back and uh, uh, definitely themes that have been explored like a lot uh, and different, you know, there's so many, so many things that relate back to Lord of the Flies, sort of a pivotal uh, literary work. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into it in general, just the idea, but the, this one, Sunny Boy, as it starts, uh, we don't, the thing I like about this show is it doesn't spoon feed anything. It's just kind of like you're just in it. 
And so as we start, the classroom is just kind of in this black, or the school is like in this black void. And we're not really sure what's going on. Um, and things are kind of mundane at first. But as we, as we slowly go along, we learn that uh, they don't know what's going on. The entire school has been transported. And certain people seem to have these powers, like superpowers that they can do or use. And uh, this is kind of going on in the background as we're introduced to our lead characters. Um, like I, but all the, all the teachers have disappeared too. Yes, yeah. yeah. So classic, yeah. Like that always has to be the case, right? Where it's like just the kids. But in this case, it's more like high, it's high school age kids, not elementary school yeah. or like young, young kids. It's they're, they're a little older, a little more learned, um, but more like hormonal and, uh, mm. and uh, yeah, and, and a little like potential to be scarier, you know, in, in, in this sort of context of, of there's no adults around, no, you know, no authority figures. And mm. so a lot of this first episode devolves into or evolves into um, some of the characters wanting to set up a, a structure, you know, like we need some sort of like uh, authority structure because, you know, what if we are transported back to our real world and we're expecting to graduate, you know, we don't want to, have, you know, have show back up and we've destroyed the school mm. and, you know, you know, done, all, you know, just been delinquents and we'll all be responsible. And so, um, yeah, we kind of set up this whole thing and then it's introduced like, different people have different powers that we're not necessarily aware of until they're using them. And then we kind of piece together, like, I don't know, like it's interesting in, in the way they, they tell the story. Cause it's not like, you know, usually like in a lot of anime, you get like a bunch of exposition up top and then you kind of see things unfold. And this is kind of like, just thrust you into it. We don't get a, my hero, like flash card up on the screen that says like their hero name and their power and yes, blood type and everything else. Or even like in the first episode of my hero where it's like, we live in a world where quirks were discovered, you know, uh, several years ago and most everyone is born with one, you know, you don't get that sort of narrator, uh, um, setting everything up, uh, which I kind of like, I like the way it does it because it's, um, you kind of have to, the, the way I thought of it is like these story elements kind of like tumble out. They don't like roll out in a linear fashion. There's like sort of like a zigzag of them like rolling out where like you have to kind of piece things together. Um, and I like that it makes you work a little bit to do that. Uh, it's not um, just all on display and, and obvious of what's happening. Mm. But at the same point, I could see someone being frustrated with it because it's, you know, um, can be kind of um, disorienting. But mm. uh, what what did you think of Sunny Boy? Because it's one we both both watched. Uh, yeah, I liked the initial concept of it. The you know classroom or the the whole school actually being transported into this black void. And yeah, the fact that it's not explained is interesting. Uh, assuming that you know things will be explained over time. Yeah, which they are sort of are little by little, but. Um, yeah, the first episode, fairly confusing and somewhat disjointed in places. Uh, animation, art-wise, looks nice. Uh, there's a few scenes that look like they're live-traced rather than, you know, just hand-drawn. I think, like rotoscoped or? Yeah. Mm, I didn't pick a, up on a it. A few that look like that. And then occasionally some of the animation is not very good where the backgrounds and the, the foregrounds are moving differently enough that it doesn't make hmm. cohesive sense in the space that they're supposed to be trying to portray. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks, it looks cool, but, uh, 
there's some some animation issues i think interesting i, I didn't pick up on uh, on some of those issues you mentioned i i really liked the way it looked i thought it played with the uh, contrast very interestingly especially when you have like this black void that they're in mm. Um, and then a lot of the, I like the texturing of a lot of the, like the backgrounds, but also the characters themselves. Like it wasn't like overly detailed, but it had like enough detail where it feel like lived in and had this more kind of like, um, more like not ultra realistic, but like, uh, you know, leaning more towards like a realistic kind of feel to it of like, you know, actual high school kids. And, and it really foregoes a lot of that goofy, zany, you know, chibi esque you know it, it's very you know plays it kind of straight visually of of yeah. these characters and 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 what's going on and and how they're um even when you get these like superpowers like the f- school's like folding in on itself and yeah, yeah. turns into like an mc escher like uh, right. artwork um it's uh it's still like pretty uh like despite that pretty like realistic and grounded mm. yeah that's all true um what else do i have in my notes oh yeah fuck funimation <laughs> yes you must mention the uh, ultra popular hashtag that's uh, sweeping the nation hashtag the world fuck funimation um yeah funimation this show's on funimation and uh with that comes a myriad of uh technical issues across uh, platforms and um yeah that's just unfortunate uh, I do like the, uh, there's no, uh, I've seen the second episode, there's no opening theme thus far. There's only an ending theme, and mm. uh, and I quite like it. It reminds me of, it seems, I th- at first I thought it was the band The Pillows, which uh, they did the score, um, or a lot of their songs were used for the score of uh, Fooly Cooly, FLCL, the original mm. back in the day. Um, and uh, it's not The Pillows, I forget, I, re- I didn't write it down, I did look it up. But um, yeah, it's a good song. It's like sort of... Um, you know, reminiscent of like nineties indie rock kind of song. Um, but it's mm. Japan, like kind of rock band. Um, it's cool. It's, you know, fuzzy garage rock with like a sort of nostalgic nineties feel. Mm. And, uh, I don't, I don't it. remember it. I remember it. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, I like that. And then, I mean, that's, and then there's a cliffhanger with this episode that I don't want to dig in too much. And I wish I would have, I didn't write the characters names down, but there's this female lead who, mm is i I don't know i like her a lot she's my favorite part of it like so far she she kind of exists outside of these cliques and um like refuses to get a smartphone there's a pretty um pretty amusing scene in this where Mm. (laughs) she uh, they're trying to give her a smartphone when they're incorporating all these rules and Mm -hmm. uh, it turns out someone has a superpower that um that they're using as an you know to to enforce these rules mm-hmm. and uh and she you know defies all of that and ends up getting you know um punished for it but uh it's still cool i like how she sticks to her guns and her name is nozomi nozomi nice yeah i like it you have to we need to do some more character sheets for oh i think wait who is um so i oh here uh Aoyuki. Mm. is a voice in this oh she's, she's the voice of mizuho um which, which one is th- here let me show you her okay yeah she yeah. um she is much um she's featured much more prominently in the second episode that's cool to know i like her character too nice yeah and it's just throwing that in yeah cool. one of your one of your one of your ladies aoi mania that's right is cool. the old fan club site that doesn't exist anymore well 
disappointing. Revive it, baby. <laughs> well, that was the website, alloymania.com. Mm. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Okay. Can't buy it? I don't know. Maybe I could. <laughs> Maybe I should. I'll look into it. Maybe. Just have it redirect to I'm like anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to create a whole uh, Oyuki page. Mm. Um, yeah. Nice. That'd be cool. Um, so I, I guess I will talk briefly about the second episode. Tony hasn't seen it, so I won't, I won't go into spoilers, but I, mean, I, I can take off my headphones and go to the bathroom. No, it's fine. I, for the listeners too, I don't, I don't want to spoil a lot, but I like where it's going. Cause it's like, you watch the first episode and without seeing the cliffhanger, you know, you kind of get the sense of like, is this, is this, you know, is this the set and setting that we're going to be trapped in the whole time? And, uh, and no, that's not the case. It is, it's going to expand beyond that. But I really like how they're doing it. Because you would kind of mention this too with this first episode. And it continues in the second where we're learning things as these characters are. And we're kind of part of that process. Um, but it still doesn't make any concessions to like spoon feed what's happening. There's a scene in the second episode where there's a flashback. And there's no discernible um, you know, visual cue that like kind of story-wise there is when you think about it, like they're kind of talking about something and then boom, we're in the flashback. And I was very confused of like thinking this was happening in you know, our current time, <laughs> uh, but no, it's a flashback. Uh, and I guess that goes both ways where it's, where it's disorienting, but I, but I like that they're sticking to this sort of perhaps disjointed and inconsistent, but like consistent to itself, but like not with like not you know um, accepted like visual cues of like you know doing a flashback. Um, not that it needs to like dissolve into like a <laughs> have some cheesy effects uh, there. Um, but yeah, they're continuing to uh, you know examine this sort of social implications of of you know, these, these teenagers being stranded, not knowing where they are or what to do. And I like in this first episode where they, they kind of just accept the circumstances and they try to work within that framework and build some structure and, you know, have these rules and have like, have this whole dynamic. And then once, once that is sort of moot, uh, we move on to a new thing but we already know we already know some of these personalities and we learned with like i was mentioning this backstory we learned some of these character dynamics and some of the history they have with each other and it kind of carries through so it's like yeah this guy this one character is like a bit conniving and and underhanded while this other one is kind of wistful but she's often misunderstood and and they're carrying all this baggage from their real world but still trying to navigate this current world they're in but they're all like meshing together because they're hormonal teenagers and mm -hmm. they can't just let go of these petty squabbles or or you know altercations they've had in the past like they're all they're carrying it all with them uh through this um even though they're all in this together you'd think you know as adults or something they could like you know bury the hatchet so to speak but uh, turns out to not really be the case hmm. I was just thinking on the on the disjointed um, or and or confusing aspects of this. Uh, I felt the same way when I watched Steinsgate initially. The first episode is disjointed and confusing, much like this is. Yeah. Um, but I pushed through it, and uh, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. eventually, it's all it all comes together, becomes cohesive. Yeah. Um, it's not like standard storytelling practice um the way that it's being told yeah um, but it all makes sense eventually which uh because i like the concept of this i'm willing to give it you know 
some some time, but it's got to it's got to at least try and make some sense. Yeah, um, and I, and I think it does. Um, but I'm I'll curious to hear what you yeah, think. After I haven't second. seen the second episode yet, so it's yeah. And what you were saying about there being more of a world out there, I presume that from the way the first episode ended yes, was that yeah. there's this did, is sort of like the reveal of you know. Yeah, there's like a whole new layer beyond what they originally thought. Right. And now they have to contend with that. Yeah, and they show us a like teeny, teeny little bit of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And I liked how that first episode ends with that because it's like after there's sort of a suffocating feeling after being in this void. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, they discover something else beyond it. And it's like, oh, well, like, I don't know. They do a good job at like, getting you to at least getting me to empathize with them in their situation and then when thing everything changes it's like wow this is this is like a breath of literal fresh air i guess <laughs> um but uh yeah without getting into all of those details salty sea air <laughs> yes yes mm. and it's so funny too because when you when i saw that cliffhanger you know your mind starts to run like mm, what yeah. what is what are the implications of what does this mean yeah and then you know this second episode you kind of get caught up to speed with what they've figured out. And then, and then it goes from there. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. I, I really like it. And I, I recommend it to anyone who enjoys this, uh, checking out the drifting classroom. Cause that's a, mm-hmm. I wish, um, it's such a classic horror manga from the seventies, but it's never been, as far as I know, never been made into an anime, but mm. I think it really could be deserves to be, but yeah, I've never, never even heard of it. Mm. It's good stuff. I, I've read the first few volumes and like this is prompting me to want to, um, finish it like some i don't know maybe i'll maybe at some point during this season in in honor of sunny boy i'll i'll do that and talk about it is it on your shonen jump app no i don't think so i wish yeah probably too old for that yeah Mm -hmm. and it's not really like it's darker and you know more depressing than a standard shonen Mm -hmm. jump show yeah (laughs) or uh story Mm -hmm. um i i do own the volumes four five and six and i i checked out one two three from our, our local library where we live and I read them, and then I intended to keep reading it, and I just fell off. I was in uh, um, in school at that time, it was a few years ago. Mm. Um, so yeah, need to pick up with that. But but also a uh, uh, shout out to your local library if you want to read some manga. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of local libraries have a huge manga selection. Uh, mm. So collected volumes, but yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, support your library. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you don't feel like going to your actual library and getting the actual print things. They might have them available online through a library app. Like I have a library app on my uh, reading device. Mm, yeah. that, uh, there's, there's quite a few that I can get through that nice. as well. So. Yeah, that's another, yeah, digital, go the digital route. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to that. And um, yeah, we're, uh, we've had a decent episode length and uh, that's all I really want to say without getting into uh, spoilers. Mm. So, Yeah, I definitely need to watch the next episode of this. Yeah, we'll get there. We uh, and I was planning to anyway. It's not like this was on the verge of being dropped um, mm. after the first episode, but it. I do feel like it needs to do something in the second episode to make me continue to watch. It's not mm. quite there to yeah. Yeah, you need a little more convincing. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah fair, and it's often the case. To, uh, in a few episodes, I do anyway to yeah, be I mean, sold on something. Honestly, I don't think I was sold on Steinsgate until like episode 12 or something. Yeah. And I think I, <laughs> it I took I, a while. I think maybe I implored you to keep going or I don't know. We talked yeah. about that at some point, but yeah, because uh, I was similar where I watched the first few and I was like, eh. yeah, it's one of those things where 
<laughs> someone says, oh yeah, just just wait until episode 12. That's when it really takes off. And you're like, what? The fourth season Are you serious? is so good. Oh my God, do I really <laughs> have to do that? Oh. Well, speaking of that, I was happy um, if anyone who listened last uh, season, uh, Tony checked out the first 12 episodes of One Piece. And mm. I was really happy that you were like, oh, wow, I could I could see why people would get into this. Um, yeah. And it gets so much better. It's one of those shows that's famous for like getting incredibly good, like, you know, 300 episodes in or whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, so, But I was happy to know that, it, a, you know, Fresh Face was, uh, was into it, like, mm. you know, at least mildly from the beginning. Yeah, I, I I haven't continued it at all yet, but uh, yeah, it's a tall order. Maybe at some point I will. I don't know. It'd be really funny if I just like caught up on it and, and like, oh yeah, what episode are you on, George? Oh, you haven't read episode one thousand eight hundred and sixty-four or whatever the hell we're at now. I don't even know. Not that far. I think we're about to a thousand episodes, but the chapters are beyond a thousand at this point. Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant was chapters. Oh but, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thousand nineteen, I think we're at. The the dang Olympics have delayed it a week, uh, so I can. Oh wait, chapter. you haven't read episode or or chapter one thousand and twenty yet, George? Ugh. Comes out Sunday, Jeez. so <laughs> do you have some some premiere access? <laughs> yeah, I'm friends with the guy that writes it. Yeah, and my wife. I will cut Morgan you. Fairchild. <laughs> if you were, if that's you a were... very dated reference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, if you were holding out on, you know, advanced One Piece chapters for me, like, I would cut you. They just keep sending them to me, and I throw them in the garbage. Like, I don't know what this shit means. Why do they keep sending it to me? Well, um, <laughs> on that note, I, I think we're I think we're good. We wrap up this Spotlight episode. All right. Um, so that's going to do it for us, because we don't have anything else to say. Bye. See you guys. Just kidding. I got to say the um like anime thing and spell it and everything like I always do. We're on all the social medias. You know, the ones, the ones where they're media that are people are social on. And uh, you can find us at um like anime. That's U-M-L-I-K-E-A-N-I-M-E on all of those things. And, you know, we have a Patreon and we've got our website, umlikeanime.com. It's spelled the same way as I just spelled it. Imagine what? that. Um, likeanime.com is the website that's what i was saying i wasn't just saying um for no reason like i always do we got patreon we got merch you can hit us up on the socials we would love to hear from you yeah Dang it. we do we do love hearing from uh people that listen to us because uh not only does it tell us that people are actually listening to us which we we like in and of itself but uh honestly most people that get in touch with us have you know, something to say that hmm. uh, is interesting that maybe we hadn't considered. Like uh, we were talking earlier this week about, um, oh, what's his name on Twitter? Um, oh, the Duke Baloney or something? Duke Baloney, that's right. I keep thinking Donkey Brains because he posted this thing on Twitter where um, it was like a fake certificate from like a fake psychiatric hospital saying that he didn't have donkey brains and all i remember is the db duke baloney donkey brains um <laughs> I anyway just think it, you think of duke of death and his baloney made i don't know <laughs> anyway he posted about some what was the name of that akira kurosawa movie that i've never seen and that you oh never you mentioned seen. that yeah i uh, didn't yeah let me let me find it real quick
in in response to my posting about um, Little Daimon possibly having fired the shot oh, yes. um, in Odd Taxi last oh, season. One of the best shows last season. Uh, yeah, he said losing the gun and potential scandal of it, which is seems to be sort of the case of what happened with Little Daimon is he said that he had lost the gun mm. um, and everyone was sort of making fun of him for it, but he didn't actually lose the gun. He had used the gun and mm. then had to lose it. He's covering up his own. Yeah. But anyway, um, Duke Baloney suggests that maybe this is a reference to Nora Inu, which um, again, a Kurosawa movie that uh, I have never seen and honestly had never heard of. I mean, Kurosawa is pretty. Um, oh, stray dog. Okay. Yeah. Kurosawa's pretty prolific. Um, it's got Toshiro Mufune in it, right? Yeah. Who shares Classic. a birthday with me. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did learn right? that. Yeah. Um, of Seven Samurai, also Kurosawa fame. Yep. Uh, um, anyway, uh, I, I, I added it to my list. I plan on checking it out. And, looks legit. Uh, you know, if you have interesting things to say, um, honestly, if you have things that to say that aren't that interesting, you'd be surprised how interesting we might find the uninteresting things that you have to say. That's right. We're things hungry. That, things that you think are uninteresting that we might find interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, social media, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. See you guys.